Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes, but that little bit of time keeps us in God's Word, and we can usually fit that into our busy schedules. And being in God's Word every day is important for the strength of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can. You may help somebody in your life grow in their faith, maybe in your own family, in fact. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Again, you may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about a particular heart trouble. And again, we're not talking about the physical heart. We're not talking about some kind of cardiovascular disease or disorder. We're not talking about somebody who's had a heart attack or on the verge of having a heart attack. We're talking about the spiritual heart. The heart trouble that, that goes into the, 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 the emotional and, and mental and you know, disciplined makeup of a person, what they consider to be important, how they really govern or guide their lives, what their values are, their integrity, and so on. And particularly, this is important from a spiritual perspective. Well, heart trouble. What, what kind of heart trouble are we talking about? Laziness. Laziness. Now, probably for some people, they have not realized that as we have gone this far into this particular thought and study, they've not realized that there is so much in the Bible that talks to the disorder, the spiritual disorder, as well as the physical, you know, impropriety of just being lazy and not working, not doing what a person should do to earn their living and take care of themselves and their family. Laziness to maybe not to not doing the work that they were hired to do, just being lazy in the job. Or, and what I've been emphasizing in our country right now, in our present day culture, boy, it's a growing and I'm, I'm afraid it's getting to be a huge percentage of our population have just become too lazy to even work. They don't want to work. They don't want to go to jo- go to work every day. They don't want a job. Now, they want the income to be able to take care of themselves, but they don't want to have to work for it, which is the natural order of things as God designed us in his creation. Going back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, laziness. We've already looked at numerous texts of Scripture that talk about laziness. And let me tell you, the book of Proverbs is filled with them. But when we look at this particular subject matter, it's from the beginning to the end of God's Word. It's all through it. And it's not given a wink and a nod. Laziness is is pointedly taught against. It is pointedly instructed to stay away from, and it is pointedly condemned in Scripture. Well, let's look at some more in the book of Proverbs here. Often a lazy person 
entertains grandiose dreams of what they want to possess, what they want to accomplish in life, the position in life they want to ultimately achieve, but they're only dreams. They're empty wishes. They're wild, unrealistic desires because they never become motivated enough to do the work necessary to make those dreams become reality. They're too lazy. The the wise man wrote in Proverbs 13 and verse 4, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Again, Proverbs 13 and verse 4. Well, look at the contrast between the two lifestyles. The diligent person who goes to work, he he puts his hand to the plow, so to speak. He's focused. He works for a living. He's, he's going to be, become more well-off than that person who just dreams of riches but is too lazy to do the work to make the dreams come true. Notice again in Proverbs chapter 21, verses 25 and 26, the desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. Again, Proverbs 21, verses 25 and 26. You know, what seems to be a, to be a, a natural contradiction within a mindset is often you will find people who are lazy do not want to work, but they expect somebody else to take care of them, and they actually resent people who are doing well, maybe even people they would look at and said, that's a pretty wealthy person there. Well, how do you become wealthy? I know there are, there are some cases where people inherit wealth, but for the most part, most, most people who become well-off and wealthy are people who work diligently through their life. But then that lazy person, he looks at that person, he has all of this, he's got that fancy car, they live in that big house, they've got really nice clothes. Look, I, don't, I, I can't get any of that stuff. Well, no, you can't because you're too lazy to get a job. You're too lazy to work a job on a consistent basis. So don't look, look at somebody else and look down on them because they have, they have been productive, because they have been diligent, because they have had the motivation and they had, they've had the integrity to go out and work hard for a living on a consistent basis. The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. Proverbs 15, verse 19. I, I've said this also a number of times. As many hoops... As much focus as a whole lot of lazy people are in trying to secure somebody to take care of them, whether it's a family member or a friend or a neighbor or the government, as, as, as hard as they work at getting those free funds, they'd probably find it easier if they just go get a job and go to work every day. An old excuse is good enough to make idleness seem reasonable. And it is, the lazy man says, there's a lion outside. Well, there's danger in the streets. I shall be slain in the streets, Proverbs 22 and verse 13. So what's the point of that? 
I, 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 I don't want to go out there. I might get hurt. Somebody might mug me. Some wild animal might be on the loose. So I'll just stay right here and not go to work. Well, those are all excuses. Those are all excuses. Can bad things happen? Well, sure they can. But is that the norm when you go to work every day? No, it's not. But you can find any excuse if you just think hard enough, and, but they're just excuses. They're not real reasons. Several of these dismal images of laziness are portrayed in rapid succession in Proverbs chapter 26, verses 13 through 16. Listen. The lazy man says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. As a door, bur- as a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man on his bed. <laughs> well, he just turns over, goes back to sleep. The thought of going to work or looking for a job, uh, it makes me tired. Let me just turn over and go to sleep. Or maybe the image is even more pronounced. It just takes a long time for him to get out of bed because he's too lazy to get out of bed. It's comfortable there. Of course, he's not making a living, but he's too lazy to go try. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. And again, Proverbs 12, 26, verses 13 through uh, 16. Yeah, oh, yeah. A whole lot of lazy people, they think, they're, they think they're smart. They think they're smarter than somebody who is out there working diligently every day. But the person working diligently every day is, is, building his, his, is displaying his integrity to be working for a living. He's also gaining an income that takes care of himself and his family, and he's also hopefully putting some of it away for later times or for needs that come up. Oh, but that lazy man, because he's got to find some excuse for staying too lazy to work, he looks down at that, that worker, that diligent person out there. That guy must be crazy. You're working too hard. Or you're working not at all except to find somebody to take care of you. One ought to be able to view the ruin of laziness and thereby learn a valuable lesson on a self-destructive life, of a self-destructive lifestyle to avoid. Listen to this, Proverbs 24, beginning with verse 30. I went by the field of lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns, Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. Just from the example is what he's saying there. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Huh. Continued neglect through laziness will lead to the ruin of whatever is neglected. So you might have somebody, maybe he inherits a farm from his parents, but he's too lazy to do the work, to plow the field, plant the crop, harvest the crop, get out in the field every day, do the work every day, and farming is hard work. And so the farm just wastes away. 
The house becomes in disrepair, starts falling down in places. The fields are overgrown with thistles and thorns and weeds of all sorts. And he's now in despair and in need when the opportunity and the provisions are right there if you'll just go do the work. How sad. But people will be lazy, and then they'll try to make excuses for their laziness. Laziness. Because of laziness, the building decays, and through idleness of hands, the house leaks. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 16 through 19. In the parable of the talents, it was it could be the case could be made that it was the lazy servant who did nothing with what was entrusted to him by his master and was pronounced wicked and condemned to outer darkness matthew chapter 25 verse 18 and verses 24 through 30 paul cast the cretans in a most unfavorable light describing them in part as lazy gluttons titus chapter 1 verse 12 you see, the scriptures are fulfilled with teaching, with warning, with condemnation against laziness. Let us never fall into that lifestyle, but it is all around us and growing at a rapid speed. We need to wake up as a nation, as a culture. Let's pray. Father, help us as a country, as a nation, to see the idleness and the danger and the ultimate self-destruction of laziness in our lives. Help us to turn away from that and help us to turn to you for guidance and wisdom. Bless us with that wisdom and the opportunities to work good, productive jobs for our living, Father, by your grace and blessings. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.